Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome to the e-community podcast. Uh, this is normally hosted by our CSO, uh, Patrice Gay. Uh, and today, my name is Frank Kitonga. I'm uh, the country director for Kenya, uh, Nehemiah Kenya. And it is my pleasure to come to you. Last week, we were here. We were talking to Gerard Owino and we went deep into the conversation on consumer insight. And today we wanna take the things further from where we left with Jared and in studio this evening in Kenya and some of you, it's good morning in the US. And for Samantha, I say it's good night cause it's really midnight there. So <laughs> uh, Kenji uh, Kirimi is the CEO for Bauer Connect. And Kenji is um, a, a, an amazing guy who is incredibly talented and gifted in this area. And so today, uh, please welcome with me Kenji. Uh, uh, Kenji, you are so welcome. Karibu sana, as we say here in Swahili, karibu meaning welcome. Welcome to this podcast, my brother. It feels Absolutely. like we're doing TV, yeah? Like we're doing TV as viewers. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah frank hey i think i'll save that introduction that's a good intro thank you brother so go ahead and introduce yourself to to us uh, let us know a bit more about you sir yeah so uh, my name is kenji kenji keremi uh my government name is kevenji <laughs> it's just that many people many people defile that name so uh, i keep telling them if you can't say it properly just call me kenji and um, I'm the team lead for Bauer Connect. I actually steer away from CEO. I know that title just looks a bit rigid, but I'm the team lead. And uh, what we do at Bauer Connect is uh, we are an integrated digital service provider. So that means we integrate from digital marketing to conversion tools on WhatsApp. And we have a very interesting term we call conversational commerce. So that is the, this is the term we've coined for uh, the, the dealings that we, we do every day to ensure that we offer e-commerce solutions for African businesses. So that's what we do in a nutshell. Well, well, there you go, guys. We are hosting our brother and our friend, uh, Kenji. Kenji, I want to start things out from Nehemiah Week. Uh, you are part yeah. of the nuts and bolts of, the, of Nehemiah Week. Uh, just give us a sense. How did Nehemiah Week go? You were with me in Washington last year. You are competing. We're going to talk a bit about that today. But tell us um, about uh, how Nehemiah Week, first digital conference, how did that go for you? Well, I think, I think in all honesty, it surpassed my level of expectation. And, and, and this, I just have to give it up to the team. I feel that the team actually did a great job uh, under the leadership, of course, of Patrice and uh, Paul and uh, the entire digital team. But what I'll say is Nehemiah Week was transformational. You know, let me, let me put it in perspective first. Uh, we were joined by guys all around the globe. We were like from five continents. There were guys from uh, Pacific, Pacific Asia, all the way to Mexico, South, South, South America. So for me, I, I, in, in my mind, I just 
looked at the whole idea of globalization has become a real thing. Where mm-hmm. at the comfort of our houses, we're able to connect with people from different parts of the world. And you know, mm-hmm. again, it was it was a it was a business conference, so we we got to do a lot of networking and also to learn and grow. Uh, they were very powerful speakers. I can tell you, I learned a thing or two. You know, yes, I was I was in the the back end doing uh, the kitchen work, but I can tell you, I still learned so much, so mm. so much. It was mm. extremely powerful. And 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 I'll tell for those guys who actually missed the conference. It's digital. It was recorded. <laughs> yeah, so I'm sure that one way or the other, um, uh, Nema is going to be putting it out at a fee, maybe, but something very small. I think it's yeah. worth it's worth a while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there you go, guys. You're already beginning to get the juice. Uh, just a quick one before we leave this conversation about the speaker. Um, yeah. you are a speaker, man. Uh, in yeah. in Hemaya week, how did that go? I mean, uh, talking like, how do you even prepare for five people from five different parts of the world? And I'm not talking about countries; I'm talking about continents. And yeah. you're still able to be relevant. How did that go for you? Of course, it's a bit nerve wracking. You know, I, I don't know if you don't get the jitters before any presentation, <laughs> then you're not normal. But I think. Um, what really helped again was the fact that um, one, uh, there are translators. So even in the Zoom channels, if you're if you're if you're French, you're a French speaker, and and I was presenting in English, those mm. uh, those uh, translator who would actually translate my whole presentation in French. So uh, for me, I think it was aided by a lot of support from the team again. But um, I'll just say also as a speaker. You have to prepare. I, 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 I had to study the audience. I changed my presentation the night before. Because, you wow. know, I, I was, yes, because I studied and I looked, what? My audience uh, has changed uh, from what I actually pre- uh, was planning for. So I had to quickly mm. just tailor, tailor the presentation so I can offer value to my audience. And it's also mm. something that I'd, I'd appreciate to know who's watching today. So that any, if there's the relevant topics that I'd like to discuss, um, I mm. think it would be, it would be great if I knew what what fields or sectors in the economy they are at. Yeah, because because digital is is such a wide, it's such a wide topic. You know. Yeah. I don't know where to start. <laughs> don't worry, we got you, Kenji. And uh, yeah. so if you're out there, um, and you're in our community here in Kenya or your elsewhere, please uh, hook someone up uh, to this conversation. This is one of those ones where you sit on uh, on your seat and ready to take off. Buckle up, because we are about to go very fast. So Kenji, I want to dig a little into your life. I know that uh, <laughs> we we you made a huge transition as you were doing BE. A huge uh, faith there. So my question to you is: Tell us a bit about that. Tell ab- tell us a bit about that transition that you made and why. Mm, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So you know, um, as an entrepreneur, and I know for, for those who are on this journey, they they understand that 
our life is on the edge. We live life on the edge, not knowing what to expect tomorrow. Uh, but uh, what's interesting is that um, um, last year, when when I was actually I was running a digital agency with with a friend and a partner, and I happened to to in fact Frank, you're the one who convinced me <laughs> to do uh, biblical entrepreneurship. You, you told me, you know what? Come come try this thing. There's something I'm I'm cooking up. C- come to class and 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 let's see what what happens. And I remember, um, you remember first was the discussion about, uh, I wasn't able actually to afford. Uh, at that point in time, there was so much happening in my life. And I was just like, is this going to be a priority? Is this something that I really need to invest into? But I, I like the fact that uh, first, even in, in kingdom principles, we offer value for value. I didn't have cash to give, but you asked me, What's in your hands? What can you offer me in, in trade of, of, of this, this juice that I have? And, you know, I told you, you know what? I can shoot uh, uh, your content. I can actually record. I can be behind the class, behind the camera, and just shoot your content. And you're like, you know what? Great idea. Come on board. And that's where my journey began. I just started consuming this content, and it, it was actually transformational. And it's not even to gas this thing up to, you know, I, I got a lot of revelation from, from this course and I felt that um, there are little changes that have to be made. And some of them were drastic, but it, they, were, they were key for me to, to align myself to, to, to the direction that actually God has for my business. And I'll tell you, I look back and I say that was one of the wisest decisions I ever made because right now, uh, I am I'm, I'm more at peace. Uh, I have discovered gifts that I had never discovered before. So um, I'm in a good place. I'll say I'm in a good place, Frank. And thank you for the invitation. No, but Kenji, you're not going into the meat of this thing. Uh, <laughs> why are you avoiding it? Um, I'm talking about why did yeah. you leave your, your other company? Why did you leave your partner? Why yeah. did you... And wh- what is that? Because you decided something changed inside you and in your heart and you said you're going to make, and at a very high personal cost. Why did you do that? You know, you know, Frank, the thing is, do you have time? That, no, I, no, no. I was trying to, was trying to, <laughs> to save on one. some time here. But, yes. but you know what? Let, let, let me go into the details. So the first thing is that, um, um, so my, uh, my wife and I are, are also extremely uh co- connected in the in the sense that we, we 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 don't just do things for the sake we we actually internalize a lot of things that we pursue now when when uh, going through this particular uh course the biblical entrepreneurship uh we felt very convicted that um the 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 business we met we're supposed to create is supposed to one sanitize the digital space now being in in uh, content marketing you come a lot uh, you come across a lot of businesses that are pushing uh, agendas that some of them are not in line or aligned to your personal values and for me this 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 really it it rubbed the wrong way and i remember uh, monday telling me uh, that's my wife 
she told me kenji what what do you feel what, what do you feel be, what are you being convicted to do and i was just like i need i need to step out and start start this other outfit in line and in accordance to god's will and i remember it was a tough decision because we had already started to stabilize as a business i don't we had already you know broken from break even we are, we are moving into profitability and i really really um uh, i i i i what's it, i couldn't grapple with this new idea of leaving the business and i it is you see my, my business partner um he was he's a very gifted that was was a, when we were two, still together he's a gifted individual i mean this guy actually he knew his stuff but the unfortunate bit is that we were not equally yoked we we had a different vision for the business and that's one thing that i came to learn that um even in business business is like a marriage you actually choose the partner that you will journey with and it's important for you guys to align your key values and also come to a place where you share the same uh, the, the same uh, vision so that the roadmap is simple and clear now there's a lot of murky ground i can tell you um that it took about 3 months before we actually decided now this is how it's going to is going to look like this is how the the um uh, separation is going to look like so so frank i can tell you it was also a very painful time in my life because um it was my only source of security uh, at then my 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 wife was was also not in a very good place with her job and soon after um she 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 was she was fired from her job and for me that was actually the confirmation that god wanted me in this business the bower today because there was it didn't make sense where everything was just not working and there was so much uncertainty uh, as uncertainty and uh, lack of peace in my life but when we decided to make the hard decision and leave and we left just without anything we just stepped out and left you know it was hard it was tough because we were also expecting uh, a baby but i can tell you god has been faithful we have seen so much grace and favor my god <laughs> oh we've grown man from international clients i mean i can't even put it in perspective so i i keep saying that um you need to actually internalize why you're doing what you're doing and align yourself to god's master plan for your business so we were created to be fruitful so you could be getting yes the uh, the money and and um, everything else that you feel is um, is important in life but if there's no fulfillment and peace at heart it beats the purpose of entrepreneurship so yeah that's wow. that's that's my story wow uh, guys you're listening to kenji kenji just says the way he had to make a decision not to be unequally yoked he had to make a move to purpose and uh, clean up this uh, this social i mean digital space uh he wants to build a kingdom business he lost everything as in i was with this guy going to when you won the kenyan uh you are the first kenyan champion 
after the renaissance of uh, BE in yeah. Kenya. And, uh, and you are able to go out there and represent. And at that time, it was faith money for ticket, was faith money for eh, hotel <laughs> after, after the empire was faith. Yeah. Uh-huh. And God just came out. I remember when you went for your visa, it was so late in the day. We didn't know if we should buy a ticket or we should do it. Was drama. <laughs> But somehow you and Wendy, uh, as 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 uh, as uh, Patrice calls her, yeah. got your visas and we were out there. There was just favor of this guy who is unemployed and no mm. business. Your wife is pregnant. You have another baby. She's not working, but you are flying to Washington and you had a great yep. time. That we was just an amazing time. Yes, that was just an amazing favor. time. So, yeah. guys, we are speaking with Kenji. Kenji is um, one of the BE graduates. Uh, in fact, the first class that I ever did here in Kenya. And uh, Kenji, um, right now you say you are in. Uh, you have a global contract. Um, may I say, or do you want to say? Well, let me say. Let me be the one to say. <laughs> As a proud coach, to be able yeah. to produce a student who actually runs the digital. Uh, strategy for Nehemiah globally. Is that correct to say that? Yes, yes. Imagine that. Imagine that. Isn't that favor, man, that we have a Kenyan brother who's running the digital (laughs) uh, space for Nehemiah. I don't even know how Patrice and the board made a decision like that. Such a huge risk, but when you came back from Washington, (laughs) you came back with a with a with a contract signed. So congratulations to you. How does that feel to be able to do that? But they, you know, Frank, it's it's very humbling, and that's why I, I keep I keep I keep going back to the reason why mm. I do what I do. Mm. Um, it's it. Uh, the thing is, when God sets you out on a mission, He actually also gives you the provision. He gives you the skill. Mm. He gives you everything that you need. To, to move on. You know, the, the, I think the issue is that I was, you know, when you're stuck in a certain mindset, you, you can't break free from that particular boundary. You only see the opportunities that are around. But I think by sheer faith, because I can say it is faith and, of course, God's grace that we are able to get this contract. And, 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 and I, can, I can go on and name drop, not just Nehemiah, there are also a couple of others. And for, for me, it's not even from a point of... Um, uh, it's, it's, it's just to show that, look, I was just a regular guy doing what he needs to do, but I was on a mission. And... I've been backed up by such an amazing and supporting wife. I'll tell you, she was just like, if you want, we go south, let's go. If this is the direction you're leading us, let's go. And let me tell you, uh, we didn't turn back. And uh, God has been faithful all through. So it's very, it's very humbling. And, and that's what's that's what amazing about that story. And that's why I wanted to really highlight it. Why? Because of the risk you took to obey God, not to be unequally yoked, and look what God has done. As in Kenji, congratulations. And uh, who better to talk to us about the digital space uh, other than the person who runs the digital space for Nehemiah Project Global?
So thank you very much for being here. Guys, I'm coming back to you to remind you, you can post your comments. And some of you just need to give Kenji a thumbs up for representing Kenya uh, globally thank very you. well. So, so go ahead and just say kudos, our brother. We stand with you. We celebrate you. And as your coachman, I want to say we celebrate you. God bless you, sir. And there you go, Linda. Uh, Linda is saying an amazing soul and God is faithful. Amen. Thank you. Man, Thank you, Linda. God. Yes, there goes Wendy. And, and Wendy, <laughs> I have to stop saying Wendy. I want to say, I want to say, stop saying Wendy to Wendy. So powerful story there. Um, we came back and the son was born. Yeah, it's just, you're a very lucky guy to marry, to marry, to marry her. Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> so, uh, Kenji, yeah. we want to start into this um, digital space. Before we can go into the detail of it, why mm. don't you, like, um, expound this space for us? What is mm. this digital space? Um, what does this even mean? Does that mean mm. if I have a Facebook account, I'm digitally there? Or before you even talk to me, just if you are to talk to us who are not very tech savvy, yeah, what is this whole, what's going on on the digital space right now? And then we'll go into the detail of it. But give us a, this bigger picture of this whole digital space. Right. Uh, I mean, um, as I said, it's such a broad term. You know, digital digital has many meanings. And, and when someone even says they're a digital expert, you really need to question in what area. Yeah. Digital is so vast. I mean, yeah. you see, digital is it's just the, the use of technology to advance your, your operations or your services, you know. And mm. all this is just to create efficiency. You know, if technology is not creating efficiency and convenience and reliability for you, then it's not here to help you. It's supposed to be a tool. You know, I know many people for, think that uh, technology or digital is going to miraculously change their business model. That's, that's the lie. So we're here to dispel also a few of those myths. And the first thing is, it's a tool. It's like... Um, like the way you'd go to a farm. If you go to a farm and uh, you're used to using a djembe to do your harvest, now you're only coming with a combined harvester to get you more produce, you know, with less effort. But if you're farming the wrong way, you'd create even 10 times more, <laughs> uh, let me say negative results, or the outcome will not be favorable. So remember, Technology is just but a tool. Now, um, if and, and I just want to, to be a bit more, because I understand that people's on different levels, there are the older people who also look at digital. Oh my gosh, that is for the young people. You know, ah, that is for millennials. Are you a millennial? Then you understand technology. And also that is one of, I'll say, a cultural flaw that we need to, dispel very quickly technology mm. is here for everyone right now you see covid has accelerated this digital thing that you it, it doesn't matter young old uh, white black male female you have been forced to understand these tools and use them for survival because humans 
are it's 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 a test of survival so you can't you can't tell uh, you you can't assume that these are just tools for certain people and and if i can just go and maybe uh, i just i just want to make it a bit i want to give an analogy and i want to uh, see i just want to share something and i don't know if you can see this uh, frank yeah there it is before bc ah you can fantastic now hey now look at me fumbling with technology <laughs> so so the idea the idea here is to is to understand where this technology is from and let me let me give this example so i use this example because m- m- many of us understand roads and bc is the term that i have coined before corona but most people understand it's before christ now if you understand the days before christ then we understand the roman empire was such a let me say the the, the most technologically advanced civilization and these guys came up with this let me say tool called a road they built a road but you know the emperor built this particular road it it, it wasn't for good it mm. was for dominance this guy mm. he was like the roman empire is so vast and i want to reach into the machinani into the un 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 accessible areas of this empire and so he he thought and he's like hmm my military is going to build the road so that we can travel quicker faster and we can reach those areas uh, uh in a in an efficient way but you know at the same time this road was used even by by, by paul to spread the gospel that that's what mm. amuses me that's what amuses me that you know frank you remember we were having this chat about you know technology facebook you know some people are saying oh uh who's the antichrist coming up with all these theories you know not because um i i don't want to discredit some things but i'll tell you something that all these are tools it is just about how you use them and today i can tell you that the new roman road is the internet mm. it is the infrastructure that has been laid down to connect us it's so important to understand that with this infrastructure you can choose what you want to do with it in fact i'll tell you after after what we now call ad <laughs> after digital or now calls coronas come with this uh, acceleration we we've seen that um that uh, the 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 church physically the 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 people who used to congregate in a physical space have now been dispersed they are all right now how many people are consuming uh uh church content or sermons online very few people i know the the churches were were opened up to at least a limit of 100 but very few people are going into that physical space you see this is not new to the church and the church has never gone under that that's the beauty the church will never go under it has uh endured persecution for years and the first persecution happened after christ and when 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 the authorities came to find out that this these followers have become so powerful what did they do they started a mass 
massacre, a persecution. And that's how the gospel was spread. So for me, I look at what COVID has done. It has only accelerated digital mm. adoption and, and, and let me say, um, reception. There's some people who never thought they, they could work from home. Right now, it's the new reality. Mm. You have been forced to work from home. Used mm. to think, oh, if I start a business, I need to have an office space. But now what has COVID done? It has decentralized everything. So now we're yeah. able to work from home and still deliver, right? There's some, and and and, and let me let me let, let me even say I, I dare to say that there are some people. There are some. Let let me let me kind of pick on the church a bit, and and uh, this is Kenji. Before you make uh, we, we make it a monologue, I want you to pick on the church. But I just like the analogy of before. Yeah. And after, it's amazing the way you're showing where we are coming from, the building of the road. And yeah. our current road is the internet, is this digital space. So we've got to use it to spread what we have. So I'm going to let, let you uh, pick on the church a bit. And then now I want us to talk about that overall picture, what's going on right now digitally. Right. So so the thing is, uh, uh, we, we were very comfortable. The church was very comfortable in its structure and and i can tell you the thing about what what covid has done it has it has shown us the loopholes in the system it has shown us the loopholes in our business models in our even in the church model where there is a, there are a lot of middlemen even in education so the structure is like the middleman we used to have to come to a structure not to discredit what fellowship is, but to show you that we heavily relied on st the structure to create value. And the building. that is not there. Yes, the building, the building, the, the building. Yeah, not the, the building, the structure building. And, and if you look at education, it's the same way. We, we had highly regarded the, the building as the place where we meet to get an education. But you've seen clearly that has changed. If your, if your education model has not changed either, then the, the, there's going to be a problem. We have to repurpose these structures or buildings because right now people are not walking into your physical structures to get that service, but they're going online to get that particular service. So what am I trying to say? I'm, I'm just trying to say that what... Uh, uh, the internet has done, it has cut the middleman. It has given us direct access to our consumers, which is a huge blessing. And people should look at it as it actually has cut a lot of costs. Like for me, I used to have an office. Now I'm working from home and have a re remote team of seven. At that time, I used to have to think about rent. Of course, office supplies, etc. Now I don't. I use that money to, to, to create uh, more value in another area or function of the business. So we should always look at it as a blessing. Before we go to the next question, could you quickly show this slide on the, on the populations? And then we'll, we, we want to go to discussing what are the opportunities? What do we really do? What are some of those strategic things we can do right now? Um, okay. 
You can see some comments there, uh, Stephen Murray. The one thing COVID pandemic will do is to accelerate and to upscale. Yeah, you, you can yep. see that, uh, and to upscale the digital space on commerce, right from small and global business. Uh, the the topic is timely. So there you see uh, Stephen already giving us a heads up there on what's going on. Thank you very much. Uh, Wanyonyi, Masi say kudos. And there goes your client, uh, Ziporambula. Is I love that it's just a tool. It's about how to use it. Yeah. Yes. So did you did you get that slide? Uh, otherwise, we, 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 we can move because I want us to build now some strategies. Um, Ah, yeah, there you go. The, the next one, actually. Um, Is it the numbers? Uh, yeah, this one, this one. A bit of numbers of what the digital space feels like. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so um, so already we, we understand that. Um, so if I, if I start from the, the first slide, we, we are about, we are almost 8 billion. We are 7.75. And if you see among the 7.75, 3.8 billion use social media. That's almost half the population. So here numbers don't lie. Already it should show you where people are. And, and, and it's key. And I think, Frank, it's important for people to always have a design thinking mindset when they're coming up with digital strategies. I remember um, last week, uh, Gerald, Gerald actually touched on this, consumer-led strategies. You know, many mm. people are actually adopting, it's like, you know, they call it the M-Pesa phenomenon. When you, you open an M-Pesa shop, the next person next door opens an M-Pesa, the other person, and they don't understand why the other person did what they did. Now, mm -hmm. we have to also rethink why we're adopting some certain digital strategies. It mm -hmm. is not one shoe fits all. You mm -hmm. have to really look at your consumer and then tailor a strategy to offer that person convenience and value. It's not about us. It's not about the business. The consumer is the one that drives your digital strategy. So that's mm. the first thing. And the thing about social media, why it's a good entry point to technology, it's because it's a mainstream tool. It's mm. mainstream. Everyone, everyone is on it. And if you're trying to look for the eyeballs, then this is why you should start. You know, you know, Frank, there's a time. Do you remember ICDL? Mm -hmm. Yes. Let me tell you, there's a time on your CV. If you didn't have ICDL, ah, yes. <laughs> no employer is going to consider you. That was a fact. In fact, yeah. it used to be from Form 4 straight. Go and yeah. do ICDL. I never used to understand what that was. Get your international, what was that called? Um, drivers something uh computer yeah. driver's license yeah yeah but but right now this has become a life skill and i keep telling people understanding digital is it's a life it's something that you need to incorporate in your lifestyle so that you can be consistent in how you use technology you know many people use it as you know like they'd pick this and put it down it's not that kind of thing it's a, something that it should be part of your lifestyle and you need to grow in it. In fact, I keep saying the skill that right now every business leader should learn is digital communication. If there's wow. one thing I, 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 loved, I loved about Bob Collimore, 
is because that guy, he used to take his phone. Uh, at the is down. He would take his phone and do a quick video telling Kenyans, apologies, Safaricom network is down, but give it a few days, it will be up. I remember seeing his videos, his tweets, and that changed the game. Consumers felt more connected to the brand because of one person. Wow, wow. Did you hear that, uh, guys, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, the comment there was, if there is uh, a skill that every business leader, every CEO, every MD must learn now, is you've got to know um, how to use the digital space effectively. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the, where the consumer is like 50% of the world is already in digital. So if you're leading a company and you don't know how to communicate on digital in the digital space, it means you're likely to become a kike or you're likely to become irrelevant. We are talking to Kenji. Uh, uh, sometimes I call him Kenji Kitile. We're talking to Kenji <laughs> uh, from uh, Bauer Connect. And he is the... He's the expert within the Nehemiah space on digital uh, communication or digital strategies. And now we're going to ask him a deeper question. Guys, feel free to continue sending your comments. I appreciate the comments that have already come out there from Steven and from ZP. Um, Kenji, I, I want us to take this deeper a bit. So I am running a business. We actually have like 20 minutes to go. So let's, let's begin to give that meat away now. I'm running a business. Um, uh, I'm I'm running a business. There you go already. Um, Nina says digital marketing is the way uh, is a way to remain relevant at this time. You've got mm-hmm. to be digitally equipped. So, if you are to give people some tools today, if I was going to say, okay, I need to be present. I need to first just discuss about this engagement conversation, but also what are some of those tools we can now see if if you're going to build a digital uh, strategy, these are some things you need to consider. Feel free, bro. Uh, take it away. Wow. Okay. Okay. So I'll start macro going in micro because I, I, I want to also uh, I want to be cognizant that there are people from different industries, and I'd like to just share and give in some insight from to to different people. So the first thing um, uh, you guys have already experienced that uh, COVID has has made every business a startup. It doesn't matter if you're 100 years old. All models have 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 been. Uh, uh, let me say the 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 models that were existing before have been challenged and your business uh, and and for corporates and let me start with the big institutions your corporate is like a big ship so steering it a different direction will take some time so again i want to encourage some people to make sure they understand that going digital is not an event it's a journey you start slowly by slowly and one of the things that I've seen uh, the big organizations do is, one, they've been able to harness the power of collaboration, and I'll explain how. And they've been able to, de- let me say, um, there's this word that that is being used, they've disintegrated the functions of their business. 
Now, what do I mean by this integration? If you're a big organization, and I know uh, Barry, <laughs> Barry is listening, you know, because uh, she's an avid follower of this podcast. She has a massive school that has been in existence for so long. Now, you'd find that in a school, there are many functions, many suppliers. The, the stakeholders are at a chain of people that support the, the schooling infrastructure. But let me tell you, the reason we go to a school is because we want the primary thing is education. So businesses need to focus more on their core business and start to outsource their supporting businesses, I mean services. Let's say, for instance, it, in the school you had a kitchen that had a staff of about 30 from cooks, chefs, nini. You, do you know that is already a, a, a business on its, by itself? Now, breaking apart businesses helps you steer and maneuver the, the companies uh, into, uh, into a quicker digitization strategy so that you can outsource the, the supporting services. Let's say you partner with the gastronome. They can use economies of scale because it's a core business. They know how to deliver food well. They can take and come and take over your kitchen. So you focus on delivering the education. They focus on, on the support services like food. That's first how to, if you're a big ship, how to steer in a digital way. Break apart the functions of your business uh, uh, take hold of your core business and outsource your supporting services. That's key. Now, for small businesses, it's a blessing. You're nimble. You're flexible. Re reinvent, pivot quickly because you have a chance of taking over the industry and being an authority. If, if I can tell you before, uh, uh, 2008, a crisis happened in the U.S., and you guys understand the financial crunch. Do you know how many businesses and startups were bathed because of that crunch? That's where the shared economy came about. That's where the Uber model started. That's where Airbnb model started. So you can see that this has created an opportunity for you as a small business to reinvent and come up with innovative solutions that can provide uh, value to your customers. So... That's that's that, that that's that's on the macro level. So now let's let's start going down into <laughs> into the mainstream. This is a very loaded question, by the way, Frank. Uh, so when I go to mainstream, I know, I know. So let me give you a breather there. Let yeah. me give you a breather. There. Thank you very much. Because one of those comments there is focus on your core business, and then you when you're clear what you're supposed to be doing, then that's what you're saying, then focus there. I like what you've just said there. Nina says, and the comment was just, I says, so true, Kenji, uh, going digital is a process. So it's, there's a journey there to be taken by, yeah. by the organization. So now let's do some, uh, keep, keep, let's keep it going now on the, what, what are some of those things I can do during a crisis? Uh, in this crisis, what are some of those things I can do? Go for it. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so first, as I said, a crisis is a blessing. And the first thing um, is to first harness the power of collaboration. Don't mm. try and be a star. 
don't try and be a star in this in this industry. Already in a crisis, your your primary instinct is survival. So you have to understand what is key and vital for your business. Then make sure you collaborate with people who can take you to the next level. You need professionals. Don't try and do everything. And then also another another thing about uh, the cri- crisis can also birth new opportunities for you. You need to be able to, to study your industry and the needs. Because in a crisis, needs change. Many people start to demand for other things and not what you are previously, uh, let me say, supplying. You need to be able to pivot very quickly in, in terms of value addition. So many people are stuck onto their core business and they're just like, oh, let me stick to this because this is what I've been doing. But that will re- lead you down the road. You have to be able to, to understand your industry, the market needs, and pivot very quickly. And I'll tell you, take also advantage of the gig economy. Now, for, 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 for businesses, you understand that one of your key, uh, your highest costs are people. So human, human capital is very expensive. And the beauty about what we're about this gig economy is it's a, it's, it's a free market system where rather than locking yourself into long-term contracts that have uh, very heavy obligations on the business, go with short-term contracts with people. And it's all performance-based. Look for result-oriented models rather than uh, you know, many people wanted to show that Manze, we are a big business, so we are we are employing. We have fifty, a hundred people. That that will not save you in a crisis. A crisis, you need to be lean and nimble. If if you know what, um, if you see the big businesses, and let me give you an example, Facebook right now, Facebook have cut a, a third of their employees into contract based. Uh, employment where there's a tier of professionals I've been told you guys now work from home your contracts are going to be renewed yearly or in two years so what does that mean it downsizes a business and keeps them agile because of the shocks because waves keep hitting you right and left and then now when you adopt digital tools you're able to to first uh, let me say um, what, what's the word? You, you, you can test it with, with a smaller uh, uh, populace and then now you can mass replicate it across, wow. across your platforms. Now, yeah. if you are a small business, I'll tell you, start with the mainstream tools, the free tools. Right now, subscription-based models have come in. You don't have to pay to be on Facebook and YouTube and all that. What's your presence like? I'll tell you, if you're a business and you're not using this most unrated tool called WhatsApp status, WhatsApp status, you're missing out on a lot. And Frank, do you want? Uh, can I give? Can I put you on the spot a bit? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm the, I'm the. I'm, 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 you can't uh, use me today. Today I'm the one who is interviewing. <laughs> When you okay. be interviewing, you put your but go ahead. Why no do you put your go ahead? No worries. In fact, uh, I'll I'll talk. Uh, there's um, I was actually I was uh, doing a digital empowerment form, 
for a business called Labbage Juices yesterday. Kinakero, yeah? And I was telling them, you know, as a small business, um, uh, you, you have to think of yourself as a media house. Mm. You know, a lot of people used to, uh, you know, you, you still go to, to, you know, to the paper to put your ad, you put it on TVC, commercial, and yet you have an, the internet which gives you direct access to your consumer. The first thing when you're moving into the social media space, because now social media is one of the tools to digitize. Use simple tools like WhatsApp business. So WhatsApp business has given you so many functionalities within the platform that can help you have a greetings message. So you stay professional. You can have a welcome message that personalizes, uh, what's it called, the uh, greetings message uh, to, to your consumer or to your, to your customer. Those small things make a difference in your business. It looks very small, but it makes a difference. And I keep telling uh, the, the, uh, the guys that at least that I come into contact with, stop thinking huge, start small. You see, if you think of content, Content is what we call, content is the lifeblood of digital. And, and Frank, you, you're my oh, business coach. Pause, 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 pause. Say that statement again. Content is the lifeblood. Yes. Content is the lifeblood of, of digital. You wow. cannot be digitally present if you have no content. I repeat, <laughs> you cannot be digitally present without content. Now, you see, this is just what I'm saying. See, Frank, you're my coach, and you keep telling us to look at our numbers. Why? Because yes. you have to know your cash flows in and out to know whether you're in business or you're running a charity. That's as simple as it is. And in digital, it's the same principle you see content if you don't have any content out on any of these mainstream platforms facebook linkedin twitter instagram uh, now we have tiktok etc or as simple as whatsapp whatsapp you are non-existent your business is non-existent why i, I have a question because, what, what yeah what, what do you mean by content so, so that we just make sure we get it. What is content? So, so content is um, it's any form of written, video, photo formats that 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 drive a business agenda. Okay, so 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 you can you can talk about. So this means you can write a piece about your business. And that can be in form of an article. Or you can have a website. It's just a written piece about your business. But what, what are you doing? You are present online. You can use photos. You can, if you're not someone who, who, you know, who's very maybe confident in front of the camera or does a lot of writing, you can just take a photo of, of your business and just put it online. That gives you some presence. Or the most powerful tool is video. Video format is the most powerful form of content. Now, why video? Because 
video is hugely um re, uh, let me say a huge audience is receptive to video format now i keep telling people document versus create okay so 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 what am i saying about content if you think about content in a form of i need to create content for online what happens you get into a bubble you get in you get stuck in trying to create something for your audience if you document it's easier because it becomes a lifestyle and you can document different things you can document people process product people process or product and i was talking about love it juices so love it juices they in the juice space and she sells juices in in nyayo estate nyayo estate has about 4000 units already that's an ecosystem of business you know if if she used word of mouth and telling people hey guys i sell juice how many people can she reach just think about it or if she went dishing flyers she does a flyer she goes every door how many people actually keep flyers in their homes people in fact you give me a flyer today i'll be looking for the next bin to toss it because i don't either leave it in the car or walk around with it and that's the reality but we are spending uh, on average 3 to 4 hours on social media 3 to 4 hours of your day on social media why can't you be present on those platforms to give and this will give your business awareness and visibility and you can use and you can document the content for you to uh, i mean for you to have visibility you need to document the content and let me say how do you document content for 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 that lady uh, who who runs uh, lavy juices by the shout out uh, <laughs> the keros you guys all you need to do is a hey, show that i went to to buy the fruits from here you know farm to 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 cup this is how i blend my juice you start talking about all oh, the value that that um start educating people about the juice you tell them what beetroot is about what are the health benefits all that you're not focusing so much on selling but storytelling that's also another bit of of creating content when you create on when you when you focus on documenting your day that makes it easier for you when you focus on storytelling that makes it more engaging people have their walls up when you're directly selling to them so if Very i come good. and tell you if i come I and tell you frank that there i want you to pause that there because you say it very well you say focus on relationships not yeah. on sales of course mm-hmm. look at your sales look at your numbers but focus on relationships build engagement and then use that to make uh, a sale talk a bit about that because you are just going into it but i wanted us to crystallize it a bit so that now you understand when you're documenting and you're putting that you're not telling somebody this is biblical entrepreneurship buy no yeah, yeah. you're just talking about hey hey guys we were just talking to this guy who is so like what we are doing here we're creating content isn't it this is this is content yes this is content we're creating and we are keeping people engaged yes so 
go ahead. Um, and we are now almost getting to the end of this. I got a couple of questions for you, but keep going. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so the first thing is, um, uh, we are so used to selling directly, even on social media. What we are used to doing is, um, guys, I, I have, I have this item. It's going for four, five hundred bob. You can get it here, X, Y, Z. People don't care. Do you know how many people? First, already the digital platform is so it's it's a mass market. Everyone is trying to sell. But let me tell you, when you come from a point of storytelling, when you come and 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 start giving people value, the idea of so storytelling is you offering value and you sharing uh, knowledge about your 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 industry or your expertise. People start getting interested. And then what happens? It's second to nature. People eventually subscribe to your product. You know, because you're building on a relationship. If you focus too much on the sale, what happens? You lose on the relationships. And, and right now in crisis, the people that have been able to stay in business are the people who've been able to harness the power of relationships more than the power of sales. Because relationships is what has kept you afloat in business. Now, if you don't use content to add value to, to your audience and build your relationship, all you're doing is like you're, you're just using them. All you're saying is that Here's, here, this is my product. Either you buy, us, you buy it or I don't have any interest in you. And that's the wrong approach when putting out content. Content, you either can put it to educate, to inspire, or to motivate, you know? You just don't put out content to sell. Then now you start to build a relationship. And I told you, when you think about it in terms of documentation, today, if you're, if, if, if you're in, let's say you're, you're in the catering business, you just show how you cut and chop your nyanyas and just put it on, on status. You just show how you do your packaging, especially right now in COVID. What COVID measures are you taking? Start to document the process, the processes that you're doing in terms of curbing COVID and start sharing them on your stories, on your status, slowly. And think about this as a journey. Don't think about this more or less like an event, something I just need to do, you know, as to digitize, because that way you will not be consistent. And that is the risk, again, about yeah. generating content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Consistency. Bro, you are Consistency is everything. You are spewing stuff right here. Guys, we are listening to Kenji uh, Kirimi Bawa from Bar Connect. We are seeing a lot of engagement right now, guys. A lot of co co um, comments coming out there. You, you say that crisis is a blessing. Love that focus that you're looking at uh, uh, the problems and saying, that's a good thing. We have an opportunity here. Content mm -hmm. is a life. Uh, that, that statement, and Tabitha says that uh, content is a lifeline of digital. And Nina saying, for sure, we are engaged, Kabisa. So here we go, <laughs> guys, we're about to bring this. Uh, uh, yeah, that, that's a comment from, from Tabitha and from, and, and from Nina. Now, yeah. uh, bro, you are spewing. I have to cut you short, man, to stop. You are giving. 
out everything you've got inside you man thank you thank you for the way you're sharing all of your heart um, and and my question is guys maybe let us know do you have a question for this guru who is here do you have a specific question that you'd like him to answer so feel free to share that we will put we will put it on uh, to him to to answer the question and thank you for breaking the love it juice example where she's showing by the way have you seen the videos she's done she's done little videos yeah. of doing beetroot so exactly. now i see who the coach was there. so you are an amazing <laughs> coach my brother congratulations now let's take it further you said let's create that content put it out there focus on building relationship and then you have a comment on your notes there that says um rethink uh, your success or what do you say how do you say that statement you redefine your success redefine redefine success and show what, what people consider to be success and what it should you should actually look at please please talk about yeah. that uh, you know you know now the thing about uh, redefining success success is 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 different for different people what's the word it's subjective is that the word yeah, yes what yes it means different for different people the idea the idea and the end goal when you're creating content and when you're digitizing it's for you to be able it's supposed to drive you to your mission so you cannot have a strategy if you have no vision if you do not have a road map you can't say that here's a strategy yet you don't know where we are going you need to identify okay that is where we need to go all right how do we start now i have let me say key metrics to look at in terms of success and i'll give an example um so for for me um success success for bauer one is to sanitize the digital space um we we've been called to put out wholesome content onto these platforms you guys understand how there's a lot of lack of a better world there's a lot of garbage in terms of content out here so for me i feel it it acts me it's actually something that really gets me sad when i see so much trash content and i fear for for the next generation what are our kids going to be consuming at a young age so for me the success is am i able to enable one business that uh, that is in alignment with my values online because i know you can't the, it's it's like they say nature abhors vacuum right if you don't put good content it's going to be the bad content that is going to be prevalent so for me the success is seeing good content online i've seen someone who's selling jewelry come online let's let's beat these people who are always flaunting their bodies you know there's someone and that's why i'm such a pro advocate for nayamaya because they have such wholesome content now that's my key metrics of success what is yours because it it is only you who can redefine it i've never had such a tough um guest to talk about and you should see some of the comments coming out on on uh, on social media there um uh, kenji can you have a passion for what you do 
you see, as in we've we've got to. I Zip is even feeling for me that I have to find a way to control you, my brother. Um, that's very question. So so some good questions. Lynette says, "My goodness, yeah. I Kenji, where have you been my whole life?" <laughs> The thing is, learning so much, Kenji. Um, and I'll ask guys in the studio. Please, let's be ready to share Kenji's uh, contacts. If somebody wants to get to get to know, let me tell you. When you see Jean commenting, Jean, uh, Jean dance talk a lot. So when she's commenting, you have to stand up and applause. Uh, Jean says the simplicity building blocks are great. Yeah. So thank you very much, Jean. For, for for giving us a comment there. There is a question. So I wanted us to yeah. deal with this question, um, which which uh, Tabitha is asking. So, okay, so I'm out there, I'm creating content. I have my metrics, it's set up. How do I monetize? Uh, how do I move my audience to engaging with me? So maybe you want to step back a bit and talk about engagement just a bit. By the way, bro, mm -hmm. you can see the time. We're already behind. So... Um, I want you to go straight to the point. So straight go to ahead the point. and answer Tabitha. And keep the question there so that as he answers it, we, we, we are sure we are getting the right answer. So go for it. Right. So, so, so Tabitha, the, the first thing is um, on, on digital. Digital mirrors, very, it's, it's very similar to, to the sales funnel. Can you hear me, Kenji? Please applied. go ahead. I'm, we're waiting for you. It's like you're behind a bit. Yes, can you can you hear me? Can you hear Kenji? me now? Yes. Jeez, man. I'll go ahead and answer <laughs> the question. Yeah. So, so I just hope I hope I am uh, I you can hear me. Um, Frank, are you sure it's not your internet? Let me let me just proceed because I think my internet is good. So, Tabitha, this is what I was saying. Um. The first thing is the digital conversion cycle looks like this. It's an inverted funnel. It starts with awareness. It moves to engagement, then conversion. So your, your question is, how do you move people from engagement to conversion? That's a very good question. So now remember, um, also social media. Let me use social media because I can't use all these digital tools. Social media is an art and it's a science. So the, the art is in how you do this. How do you put out the content? The science is in the way you get people to, 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 to consume your content. Now, the platforms are key. If you have started uh, putting out content and you're getting engagement, you need to use call to actions. Call to action buttons help you convert. So some people use link clicks, which means that you've put this content on social media and look at it in terms of trading. I've taken my time to educate you and, and, and Tabitha, I'd love to know what you do. Let's say you're, you're, you're a consultant. I've taken time to, to, to give you information about this industry. You've engaged with me on social media. You... I need to have a call to action button where you can move down into WhatsApp. And I think WhatsApp is, is the best tool for conversion. Why? Because it creates personalization. Um, when I'm able to talk to you in person, 
then now I can start earning your trust. Right? Sorry. Oh, sorry. So I was saying that it 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 goes down into WhatsApp. Then now you can you look at that as a lead for conversion. Then now you start to engage them personally and ask them some of their needs. Listen to their needs, address their needs. If you have an open uh, uh, platform where you want conversion immediately, for instance, there are content creators like artists. Like if you're a musician, put in a tip jar, put in something they call a love jar, and pass a number on the, on the, on the bottom of the screen. You see, all those are call to actions that can help you monetize. They can help you directly earn from your consumer. Think about cutting off the middleman. And the middleman could be different things for different people. So look who's the middleman in your business. Cut them off. Go directly to your consumer and offer them a call to action to be able to finally in your, your leads into a conversion. Frank, I'm trying to do this in record speed because we we've gone over time. Yes, and, and I want to close us now um team i'd like us to share kenji's uh, contacts um i don't know uh tabitha was the question answered because i think he over delivered on the question um there you go um thank you i think uh wow call to action link clicks love that yeah so uh tabitha is very happy with the answer thank you very much tabby um um was there another question so very good um this is what is engagement i like that it's it's we are we are talking about it and it's there so guys there are, that is uh, the kenji's contact cell for bauer connect and that's his number so please 0722 uh, for you that is in kenya 254 and then 0722805663 so i think they've left that 07 um i mean the 7 there and you can get Kenji at Kenji at bawa.co.ke um, and you will be able to, he, he, Kenji is very happy to even first come and sit, see your business, understand your business. And, and Tabi, uh, Kenji asked what business you're in. Um, Kenji, I can tell you that's a long answer. Uh, Tabi is in a lot of businesses. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, among, among many, she's in education as well uh, and, and very active in that space. Um, Lucy Karaoke, uh, this has been fantastic. I have been encouraged and inspired towards a new direction. I don't know, guys, did you see the comment earlier from the book of Daniel that was shared? Um, there was a comment earlier that uh, there was an encouragement to that this digital space was seen in the days of Daniel and we need to use it. So very quickly, we are also offering you um, uh, BSA, uh, uh, you have been in BSA, um, uh, Kenji. Could you yeah. quickly just talk about what this last, uh, about almost a year of being coached by Patrice, what this has really meant? And pick an, an actual example of something it really, really helped you. What does coaching mean to you? Yeah. So, um, so the first thing, you know, one thing I've come to really appreciate uh, about um, uh, even learning from Americans that these guys have coaches for everything. They have a fitness coach, nutrition coach, 
business coach, life coach, coaches are everything. And why do they invest in coaches? This is the thing, what the value that I've gotten from coaching is that people have moved ahead of you. You're not the first person to walk that journey. Why do you want to repeat the same mistakes? Why? You want to get your destination quicker, don't you? That is one of the shortcuts to use. It's not even it's not mentoring as a business. Coaching is very different. It is they work with you in developing your models, depending on whatever stage of business you are. From a startup, if you're in profitability or you want to move even into sustainability or scalability, they can work with you through each and every stage. Now I'll tell you because I, I was a, I I actually I'm a startup, but we we are tipping over into into break even, and and for us, um, what the coaches helped me realize first is partnership engagements. <laughs> do you know Do you know the first thing is it's it looks very simple, but the way you set up your business, business is a system. If you do not set it up, set the foundation right, everything will come very loosely. Everything you build on becomes very loose. So giving your business a strong and firm foundation is critical. So for me, the one thing that I've benefited from them is, one, they've helped me establish the proper relationships that I need. Second thing, they've helped me build the system, the pipeline, the framework so that I can be able to sustain the business that is coming in. And that was very crucial and critical for me. And thank you, Frank, for being, you've been an amazing coach, man. I can tell even what we pay for. (laughs) You need to be doubling it. If people understood (laughs) the value that you offer. Oh, gosh. So uh, thank you very much. So we have shared the link there, guys. If you'd like to be part of this coaching or you just want to talk to us, what is in the coaching, how you want to do it, please feel free to, to, to catch up with us as well. Or you can, if you'd like to know more about Bauer, you can catch up with, with Kenji on the contacts. The last point, please, you can go ahead and put my contacts there as well. If you are interested to do biblical entrepreneurship, we have a course starting on the 9th of September every Tuesday. And by the way, Kenji, the registrations are going fantastic. Every event we have done, we have really converted. We are like at 80% and we are nice. waiting to close. So guys, unfortunately, our classes, we don't do too many people. We don't do 50 students because we focus on giving you coaching value. So uh, the, the link is available. Please go ahead and, and click that. And welcome to Biblical Entrepreneurship. We've come to the end of today. We have engaged deeply with our guests. Uh, and uh, you agree with me. I saw, uh, I saw a statement there from Nina saying, thanks, Frank and Kenji. And you know, we will see our names first. Thanks, Kenji and Frank. <laughs> uh, great insights there. So thank yeah. you very much, Nina. Uh, one wonderful session from Tabitha. She's, she's found this very inspirational and informative. Uh, ZP as well. Great insights tonight. Kenji Kirimi and Frank Kitonga, fantastic. And yours truly, Ruth uh, Kiyoko says, why coaching? To not repeat mistakes that coaches have already done. Oh my God. To get ahead uh, in life, have someone to work with you. Such great insight, Kenji. You should return for part two. Hey! 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 
I hey. feel like a star on this show. You are a star, man. <laughs> Guys, it's been Thank real. You. It's been real. Thank we you. have enjoyed you very much. Thank you for keeping us engaged today. And, and God bless you. We believe that this has been incredibly wonderful. We'll see you next Friday on this platform. Adios. Bye-bye. And thank you, Kenji. Bye-bye. Thank you.